It's Graphically Novel, a podcast by two brothers who like each other but love comic books. I'm Jamie. I'm Sam. And on this episode, we will be reviewing Deceased, one of Sam's picks. Why on earth did you pick Deceased? All right, so it's DC, my favorite. It is zombies and Halloween, and it is fit together perfect. Surrounded by DC nerds, man. I'm totally a DC nerd. <laughs> I get like two Marvel comics a month. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, I get a lot of Marvel. Um, I get more indie than anything else, but okay, my indie. there's a pile of, I'm not getting a lot of DC, man. I'm getting like Batman still. Uh, I'm getting Green Lantern. Green Lantern, really good. My yeah. spoilers, it might be a single issue spotlight scene. Yeah. Um, Speaking of the single issue spotlight, let's just jump to that. Nobody cares about my pull list. <laughs> All right, Sam, you are first out of the gate on a single issue spotlight. What you got, bro? All right, so for this week, I've done World's Finest Issue 20. It is uh, Alex Ross Kingdom Come coming back to life for the next five issues in this run. So right. Batman and Superman travel to Alex Ross's multiverse. It's a sweet cover. And it meets up with the Kingdom Come Superman Batman. They're going to tie them together somehow. I had fallen off that series, and you just made me want to get back on the train. I, I couldn't do it neither, but then I read about this, and then I got the comic Wednesday. I was like, yes, I want to get the next five issues for sure. Do I need to get caught up, or can I just start on this one? Just start in. Okay. Anybody, if you like Alex Ross's Kingdom Come, just jump straight in. All right. This is how they get to that that world, that multiverse. So, I mean, does. yep, <laughs> you nailed it. Yep, I did. <laughs> DC should hire you. Damn. All right. Well, I'm up next, and I am stealing your thunder from last week, and I am behind. So this week's singular spotlight for me is Transformers number one, and this was yours of last week, yeah. and I agree completely. And what I what I really love about it is that it sort of it really reminded me of the old cartoon. And a lot of the same like story beats are there. Some of the same things happen, but everything is like there's like extra. There's like more stuff that's happening. Everything is updated. It's more grown up. It's like they wrote, okay, yeah, yeah. The kids who watched this cartoon originally are now old dudes reading comic books is like, let's tell the version of the story for them, the same story. Yeah. Like, let's, let's update it for the, for the old nerds now. And you know, the art, the art solid. And there's some interesting little new story wrinkles. Yeah. And I'm into it. And I, and I've, and I've, and I've firing. Yeah. And I, and I've really been enjoying void rivals, which is somehow connected to this. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I get that the, the the Transformers have made cameos in Void Rivals. I don't know how these stories are going to hook up. I mean, have you been reading? Same universe. Yeah. I mean, have I you been reading Void? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't get how they're going to come back together. Um, I'm curious. But and how? How? I mean, number one, I don't get how they got Joshua Williamson to write the Cobra Commander series. I mean, I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to read it because it's Joshua Williamson beside Ryder, and I'm yeah. reading everything he's writing right now. Um, well, a lot. I'm not reading everything, DC. Um, yeah, so Transformers number one. I mean, if you have any familiarity, any fondness with the Transformers franchise, 
I mean, this is the best thing. It says Transformers on it in a long time. So I oh. definitely, yeah, I, I would get on the bandwagon right now. And there are like 15 really sweet covers. Hard to pick the right one. I had I had trouble choosing because I don't like to buy like a whole lot of covers. I tend to get just like my favorite one and that's it. And I, every time I go in the shop, there's still a couple of each cover sitting there. And it's like, it takes all the willpower I've got not to grab one every time I go in. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that, that's our single issue spotlights. And uh, Sam, you're already sold on Transformers number one. And now I have to go find uh, World Finest. You should find World Finest. Everybody should. Yeah, I'll be doing that because I love Kingdom Come, man. I didn't know that was a thing that was happening. Um, I guess I should read the solicits. Uh, all right, let's get back to Deceased. Um, and so first thing we're going to read the Comixology Summary. And I actually got it off the website. I'm afraid it's different. I was feeling lazy, so I wanted to cut and paste it into my document. So you, you can tell me if it's if it's different or wrong or something. All right, here wrong. we go. I can read the one on the back of the graphic novel. Okay. So what happens to the world's finest if the world ends? With death spreading across the planet, who will live and who will turn in this apocalyptic tale of heroism, sacrifice, and annihilation? Fighting time, each other, in all of humanity, Earth's greatest heroes must rally together for what may very well be their last chance to save the world from the most terrible plague humanity has ever seen. The anti-life equation has been released and is ravaging the world at the viral speed of social media. Once exposed, victims lose their minds, violently attacking all around them. The heroes of Earth are fighting a losing battle to save the world. And themselves. Bum, bum, bum. Pretty good. It's yeah, it's pretty, back. pretty good, though. Yeah, it's pretty solid. That's better than uh, most, n- nearly all. <laughs> <some reason>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're usually not, not bangers. Um, so our creator credits this week, and I just turned off my iPad by accident. Here we go. Um, so Tom Taylor is the writer. Uh, Trevor Harrison. And Stefano Gaudiano did the art. I think Gaudiano just did the 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 Good Day to Die uh, issue they slipped in there. The uh, the Big Barda uh, um, Mr. Miracle one. Um, Hairstyle's doing almost all the art. And then there's like 37 other artists mentioned. I, I think I think they're I think it's where they're putting like the variant cover artists. Um, and then Rain Barreto's doing the colors. And Sada Timofonte is the letterer. All right, man. Well, now it's time for the live-action Batman greats. This is our eccentric grading scale, based on the men who have thus far played Batman in live-action. And for best or worst, that scale is Bale, Pattinson, Affleck, Keaton, West, Kilmer, and poor George Clooney. And I have to go first. And, man, I've really waffled on a grade on this guy. Because um, there's, a, there's a lot to love, and there's some, like, Things that aren't 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 great. Um, so I settled on an Affleck. It's a fun Elseworld story where crazy and like genuinely surprising things happen. Um, there's some there's some bits I'm not crazy about. Um, there's ah, that's, uh, spoilers for later. We're trying to avoid this is the, this yeah. is the non spoiler part of the show, and I'm trying to be good, but. Uh, if if you like if you enjoyed like injustice and stuff like that if you like when like DC gets to cut loose and do surprising stuff then you'll enjoy DC's at least at some level so it's a it's a solid athlete for me I agree with that 
and, and I, I based the story, I mean, the, the grade on the story and art a whole bunch, especially since it's the DC kind of alternate universe one. So characters is not purely there. But anyway, so I based it on those two things this grade, and I gave it a Pattinson. I like it. Overall, good, it's fun, and we'll definitely get into spoilers. It's hard to talk <laughs> yes. about it without talking about it. Yeah, and I mean, we 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 try to give you our feelings as a basic recommendation. If you haven't read the book, that that's why that's why we do the grades first. Um, but if you're going to read the book and haven't yet, this is where you pause and come back later. If you're not going to bother, let's just plow ahead. You ready, Sam? Ready. All right. Well, now it's time for the graphically novel pyramid. This is the part of the show where we evaluate the book of the week based on the three elements we believe a book has to nail to be a good book. And the first of these is story. And I mean, we kind of we kind of gave it away vaguely. The the it's an it, the whole the whole thing that's fun about this is the Nelson story. And people can die who will never die never in a regular ever. never ever ever. <laughs> <laughs> Batman, if as long as the universe is spinning and DC is still publishing comics, Batman will be alive. Bruce Wayne will live. He'll be millions of years old. Yeah. Um, but he like he died like in the first issue. I know. Superman doesn't make it out of the first volume. The Bat Family, almost the whole yeah. family. Died. The whole Birds of Prey gone, off yeah. screen even. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone Hal- showing? Yeah, Hal Jordan, like he gets like five panels, gone. Yeah. Barry yeah. Allen gets two issues, gone. It's basically the Justice League gets wiped out, and it's with left with who else is going to save the universe? <laughs> Green Arrow and some kids. Some kids. <laughs> <laughs> Green Canary. But I mean, but that that's the fun part is all the interesting stuff. Now the there, I mean, the the fact that they're not actually zombies is kind of an interesting wrinkle. That there there's something else. It's the anti-life equation creating unlife in an effort to destroy all life in the universe. Um, and that and the and the way that Wonder Woman speaks at the end, and there, there's some there's some kind of intelligence in in the non-zombies. It's there's it's interesting. It's an interesting wrinkle to the story. It definitely is a zombie feel. <laughs> zombie <know>. look. <laughs> but they make sure they say they're not zombies. Clearly yeah. say it. Yeah. They have death in them, anti-life. But, <laughs> but I think it's more of like a hive mind. It's like one the equation is controlling everybody. They're kind of linked. I like how they've done that. Yeah. It's a very interesting story point. But yeah, it's clearly. Like, it, I'm sorry. No, no I was saying no way. No, I was just backing you because know, when it, when the when when she speaks in, it's clearly not her. It's not that's not Diana speaking. Yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. But on the story side of it, I like uh, Batman's one of my favorites, all time favorite character. But he got wiped out. The dude is prepared for everything. Was unprepared. That was an awesome story. Like it just kind of throwed it right out there. And then like like I said, the whole Birds of Prey. Like we have unlikely heroes running the show right now. All the big guns, the big hammers, all all the stuff is taken out. Like, man, yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, and, and like characters that I like are still around, but they're not the like you said, they're not the heavy hitters of DC. Like Green Arrow and Black Canary being like two of the most prominent heroes left. Yeah, you don't see that a lot. <laughs> oh yeah, but like, I do. So, yeah, I, I dig it too. So that like you got you got new guys stepping up. Like Booster Gold got taken out. Uh, there there's several people. That's been taken out. That surprised me. And, and it only snowballs. They keep, they keep getting taken out. The more you read them. Yeah, and that and that one shot they slip in. I I, I thought like, oh, they're sending that Mister Mister Terrific 
to be like super important and like he gets gone to and like man yeah. body counts high <laughs> <laughs> like a game of thrones <laughs> <laughs> man I, this is way beyond like injustice as far as just like carnage you know uh, this is way more chaos than that See, that, I think it's another reason it should have a high score because I love the story. I love the premise. I love how it's just twists and turns after twists and turns, like who's going to make it, who's not going to make it. I, I really like that. And like I said, on top of it, it's a scary kind of horror feel, zombie in the world. That, that drives my grades up because that's all the things I like. Yeah, I mean, it's just I, I have trouble going all the way up to a bail on, on a gimmick book. I, I didn't do a bail. I, I couldn't do a bail. Yeah, and, I, and, I've, got, and I've got other nitpicks. Oh, we're going to get some. We're going to try yeah. To. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready to move on to our nitpick section? Oh, I can. Yeah. Okay, let's do let's do nitpicks on art. Okay, so I am the art snob. So we're going to start <laughs> off with the good stuff. We're trying to save it for the end. Now we're going to go ahead and go do good stuff. <laughs> hey, the art was good overall. I like the color, the character designs, or just the classic stuff. If you know who they are immediately by looking at them. Fights are pretty easy to follow. The gory zombie stuff, the creepy stuff's done really good. Okay expressions, but here's the big but: the some like panels are unfinished, just complete white backgrounds. And that's one of the things I absolutely hate. You got all this good character on a blank panel; like, it drives me crazy. And then sometimes you have like this panel full of stuff, and it looks like unfinished, like they left off the small uh, little features. Like if you're up close, but you look at it from like far away. Like it's got a real unfinished look. Like the details are missing from it or something. Yeah. Hair, hair sounds bad for that. Yeah. But overall, hey. I like the feel of it. I like the gore, the blood. Stuff's good, but when there's some panels that's like, man, they, they forgot to do the background. <laughs> well, hair, hair sounds really bad for, like, if, well, if a face is really close up, he does a really good job on it. Yeah. But if it's in the middle ground or even further back, like, he's not drawing much. You're getting pinholes for eyes. You're yeah. getting almost no detail on the face. Like he, he's he's pretty bad for that. And even the ones that are close up, like it's kind of spare and a, a little bit blank. They'll be kind of expressionless too often. Um, yeah. But he's really good at the gnarly bits. Yeah. Like the way the zombies like scratch their heads, like it looks tough. Like the and the Joker's like demented face. He's really good at that. Um, like when people's bodies get destroyed and like one of the Flash's ribs is sticking out of Superman. Like all that stuff looks cool when, when Cyborg shoots a hole through the head of a giant lady. I mean, he's really good at the gnarly bits. And so, and I like Harrison's art. I mean, he, if you remember, he did a lot of Valiant work back in the day. Also yeah. stuff that we really liked. like. He was the guy that did like every issue of Divinity. Um, but like he's, but he's got some bad habits. Um, like the, the the blank faces and stuff like that, but I know why he got this job. It's because he's so awesome at the gnarly stuff. I mean that that's why he got this gig. And it's dark and gritty. I like it, and it sets a good tone. Like I said, there's some panels that's just so good, and some like like just two panels over from it, so it's like I got stuff on that one, dude. Yeah, and he he is good at mood setting. Um, yeah. The one thing I've really, the only, like, the only character he drew that annoyed me pretty consistently was Superman. He just draws him too skinny. Skinny. The one that bothered me the most was John Constantine. I don't think he did that issue. Okay, well, it makes sense then, because, like, John Constantine's issue drove me crazy. I thought that was some of the worst art. Like, yeah, he, like, some pages yeah. look like 
John Constantine, some pages look like somebody completely else, doesn't it? Yeah, that was, it was it was somebody else. And he 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 didn't he didn't do the stuff on uh, Dark Side's planet, and he didn't do the Constantine Mister Miracle stuff. Pretty terrible. Whoever did that did a pretty good Big Barda though. I'll give him that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. That's that. I mean that that's all the notes I've got on that work. That's all I got too. It's just it's just like you said, sparsely. It's like the details are missing. The yeah. post stuff, the gore and fights. It's good. I'll give him credit. I like it. I hadn't real. I hadn't picked up on how blank some of the background. I was, I was flipping through real fast, and you're right. There's a lot of blank backgrounds. I don't know why it always catches my eye. Like you got this page plumb full of stuff, and you got a panel just all white with two people standing on it. That's going to catch my eye. There's a lot of them. Yeah, he's not good at Constantine, which is yeah. weird because he's good at Mister Terrific. He's good at Booster Gold. He's good at Big Barda. Cannot draw John Constantine. It's weird. John Constantine killed me. Yeah, that's pretty rough. All right, uh, let's move on to characters. And I'm with you for this kind of Elseworlds story. Like, you don't expect character development. But I, I will give Tom Taylor this. He did a good job on the characterization. Like, they felt like they're the same people. Yep. Like, if, if like if the DC universe went sideways, like, th- this is what these characters would do. So I feel like he got the call- characterization right. Um, e- even in, like, the bizarre circumstances they get put in. Like, everybody's doing, like, what you would kind of expect them to do um but they're still making interesting decisions um and so and that's one of like the things i really look for like are they doing something like don't always don't always do the predictable thing put them in put them in you know interesting scenarios and have them make do the unexpected not completely out of character but it surprised me a little bit do something interesting and i feel like tom taylor had these characters uh doing that pretty well so i thought the character character section uh, I mean, the story section is clearly going to be the strong point on Elseworlds. If, if an Elseworlds story works, it's going to be the story part. It's going to be the strongest. But the characters. Gotta have good, yeah, it's got to have good art, too, to carry the story. And the characters are going to be the characters you know and love already. And I think yeah. it's what they, they, they've done really good on these characters because, like you said, it's, it's the characters you already know, you already got history with. They didn't do nothing crazy with them. And if they would have messed that up, that would have that made it not as good for me. Yeah. I think they've done the right thing by doing just keeping them who they are. But I, I'm not shocked. I mean, like, because Tom Taylor already did. We already, I mean, you and I both are big fans of Injustice. Yeah. And, I mean, that's what Tom Taylor did with that series. I mean, people are doing, like, so, there's so much craziness going on. But they still feel like they're the right characters. Yeah. They still feel in character the whole time. They do so I, characters. And I like Superman both of them. I'll tell you what, though, man. I, he must, I, I, I need Tom Taylor to write a Green Arrow series. Yeah. Because every time he writes Green Arrow into one of his stories, like he's awesome, he's like my favorite Green Arrow. Tom Taylor has never written an issue of Green Arrow. Yeah. I, I need I need the Tom Taylor Green Arrow series. I I, I vote for that. <sighs> Man, like his interactions with Harley Quinn and Injustice, yeah. like his his like his snark, like being offended, like Batman didn't have a scenario for him because he wasn't worth the trouble. <laughs> <laughs> like all that stuff, man. That was great. I, yeah. I need I need Tom Taylor writing Green Arrow. All right, man. You want to give us more? Yeah. All right, bro. Your first best cover, best main best, cover. What you got? Best main cover, which is gonna be surprising. It's uh page one seventy one. Ooh, that's not what issue I want. Eight. Yeah, issue eight. It's the Birds of Prey and Catwoman. They got Catwoman on the leash. Harley Quinn. I think it's. I'm trying to find it. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that Harley is Quinn. A good one. Yeah. I liked it. I, it was different. Yeah. 
stars Walking Catwoman. <laughs> Who is that? Oh, that's Mark Brooks, isn't it? Yeah. I like Mark Brooks covers. Face not enough to like. Good. Yeah, not enough to like collect. Like I'm like I'm like a Mark Brooks collector, but like sometimes like oh that's a cool cover. It'll be Mark Brooks. Uh, mine, mine is the previous issue. I think, I think, I think, yeah, on one forty-four, and it's the you know Wonder Woman's been through a huge gargantuan battle, and she looks it, and but she still looks fierce and tough, and she looks awesome. Yeah, like she's like covered in gore, her hair's all messed up. Yeah, I have no idea who did it though. There's no. Signature on this one. Mark Brooks signs his. Yeah. You may have won, though. I think so. I just like the concept of the whole thing. And it's done really well. I forgot to flip past Wonder Woman. I forgot there was another <laughs> issue. <laughs> Got there and I stopped. My bad. You win. Well, it's, uh, that is exactly what happens. Like, oh, that's the winner right there. That's a banger. Yeah. Page 144, wrote it down. And I didn't flip past. And I think you won. <laughs> Uh, now, there are some super awesome variants. Variants that should almost be posters. Uh, where you got, what's your favorite variant, dude? I think they're all phenomenal. All the all the variants. Any I, love, I love the movie variants, though, man. Those I are so too. cool. I, I say any, any variant you pick is the right answer. Yeah. But because Batman's my favorite, I want a 208 Batman. And it's, it's just seeing him as a zombie and knowing what happened to him in the first issue, you're like, man, that's crazy. Well, there's a, there's a whole um, I forget how many there are. But there's like a bunch of them that are those Francesco Matina. Like they're all like zombified. Yeah. Those are all cool. And I th- I think I I really uh, of those I think my I mean Batman's awesome and he's Batman, but of the Matina variants, the Dark Side one looks really cool. Dark Side. I mean, like I said they're all good. Wonder Woman. Yeah, they're all good. Phenomenal. But the I dude. went with one of the movie variants. And I went with page 216, the Nightmare on Elm Street variant by Yasmin Putri. Yeah. And it's got, um, in the place of Nancy, you've got Poison Ivy there, and she's got, like, vines on her and stuff. But, like, on the original poster, it's Freddy coming out. And instead, it's, you know, Batman coming out. He's kind of, he's kind of got the Freddy claws a little bit, but he's coming out of the thing, coming for Poison Ivy, and it's... I, I, I really like that, yeah. They got her hair and the face all just like the movie poster. Yeah, it's really good. Yep. All right, best character. Uh, this is pretty hard. I think there was a lot of good options. And I wanted to go Green Arrow again, but he didn't have a big enough role. And I just didn't want to um, go that route. So I went with John Kent. Um, he had a sort of big emotional moment where he had to sort of like interact with his dad before he was going to turn. And then he was the only one who can save the two arcs and go out and stop his dad. And he, and he, and he did it. And so it was, I thought that was really cool for him. And he said like, his interactions with Damien were fun. Yeah. He, he held Superman off until the green uh, lantern corpse could show up. Which yeah. He didn't know it was coming. No, that makes it even cooler. Yeah. I agree. Are you with John Kent too? No, I, I, I agree. It's a good pick though. Oh, okay. No, I, I went, I went with Superman because just the stuff he done in the very beginning, going around the world, what Superman would do, and he went out of his way. And then when he found his dad, John Kent, that was a tough scene. There. That was tough. And then he flies his mom back, and then they all get together. But then, when like, so when Superman's flying around to stop Flash, because Flash has the anti-life now, and yeah. flies through the Flash. So then he goes to his family, 
sacrifice himself. He knows he's going to die. He's going to fly into the sun. You just saw, I just changed my vote. You, you, you win. Superman made some hard choices quickly and was, I thought he stole this person. Yeah, and that, and that scene where he has to go through the Daily Planet, Daily Planet, yeah, and not take out his friends and stuff. That was, yeah, yeah. I think I think you're right. Superman Superman's was the star of the movie. Yeah, star of the show. Yeah, he kind of stole it. Wonder Woman, I think, is close. But like I said, John Kent had some moments too, though. So you can't go wrong with John Kent. But yeah. I think Superman really stole this show. Yeah, I and that and that scene in the barn with his with his dad. Hey. I mean, that was that was tough. If that had if that had if that had been drawn out any more and been more painful, the room might have gotten dusty. I mean, that was that was pretty rough. I, I had some dusty moments in here. I was like, yeah. Dang. All right, all right. You're two for two so far. Uh, what's your best panel? Oh, best panel. I have two. I was hoping you'd go first, but I know I'm going first. But, so I want to throw out the one I like the best that caught my eye right off the bat. Kind of pulled what you did. Page forty-four, panel three. Green Lantern turned into a zombie. The green glow, the zombie look on him. Yeah, that that was my backup too. That's phenomenal. Yeah, I really like and that and that is Trevor Harrison doing what he does best. It's so good. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, man, that's, that is really good. Good job. Um, but I, I'm not conceding this one. Mine's on page 97. It's the, the top panel on the page, panel one. And it is when Cyborg... Who is that bad guy? The tall lady. The the, the giant lady. I didn't recognize that bad guy. I, I can't say 100% sure. I'm either. But she's landed and like one of them has been trying to figure out how to stop her. One woman wants to chop her head off. Superman's like, no, they might be alive. And Cyborg just shoots a gigantic like hole, like cart, like Looney Tune style hole through her head. Yeah. And it's like dripping gore, and it's just, it's awesome. Yeah. No, I agree. That's a, a really good one, too. It's back to what he does good, the gore. Yeah. All right, I'll so, call out my backup. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, if that's not it, what was your other one? 76, panel one. Him going to see his dad. He first yeah. walks all black with the red Superman. That's a hard one, too. They're like, dang, that's good. That's setting the mood for what's getting ready to happen. Yeah, the the next page is good too. Um, when he when he throws him back down the into the the basement and seals it back up, it's like oh, it's tough. I had to get that in there. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, all right, so for my dialogue, I'm going to page ninety eight, and it's it's basically the whole page, but it's one it's not a whole lot of dialogue, so I'm not I'm not cheating too too much. Um. But it's when Alfred has made it there, and they think maybe that Bruce is going to get out of the the bat plane, and Alfred gets out, and he says, "You know, Damien, I'm sorry, son." And then he opens. He's, got, he's carrying this case with a bat symbol on the side of it, and he loads it in the ground. He opens it up, and there's like a there's a, there's a bat suit inside, and so he's continuing to reveal, you know, continue the message from Bruce. He said, "He said you were worthy of it, that he was proud of you, and that he should have told you that every day." And then Damien. Hugs Alfred and starts crying, and it's yeah, that was my that was my favorite. That, that of all the dialogue, that's that was what stuck out to me is that moment between Alfred and Damien. Well, it's pretty funny because Alfred's also my my uh dialogue. Oh, yeah, so he was talking to Damien there, and then in mine, he's talking to Wayne. <laughs> so, yeah. if you want to do mine, we'll go to page 55 56. Let's do it. 
So this is after Batman done his uh, talk to the Justice League or Superman. Then Mr. Freeze calls him, like, you know, how much longer he's got and all sort of stuff. He's talking to Damien. I wish he told him more. He was proud of you, all, all the stuff. And then he turns, and then it goes, Master Bruce. And then you see Batman's clawing his eyes out, and then uh, you hear Damien in the background screaming, Dad. And then uh, Alfred goes, Computer, cease transmission. It shouldn't have ended this way for you. I'm sorry, son. Oopsie. I was like, dang, that's hard. Yeah. Just hearing all he's like, he turns off the transmission, like, in transmission, I don't want nobody to hear what I got to do. And he's like, I'm sorry, son. Yeah. That made the room a little dusty for me. Like, oh, my God. I, I, I like those moments where they sort of pull the walls down and re- reveal that this is not like the Master Bruce Butler scenario, that they're really father and son. Yeah. I, I, I like when the, like the, 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 you know, the walls of pretense come down and, the, and they get real with each other. I really, I really like those moments. That was a good one. You may have won that one too. Dang on it. <laughs> we, we haven't even gotten to the cast and you're beating me on stuff. Okay, I full on cheated for the next one. I could not find a full on full page spread that I loved. And so I cheated. So I'm, I'm wondering if you found something that took the cake. I got one. Okay, what you got? Page 33, Nightwing attacking Batman, turning him into a zombie. It's Nightwing pretty good. Biting snake. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, it's pretty good. Very gnarly. It's, you know, Harrison doing what he's good at. Um, like None of them, like, completely knocked my socks off. But there was one panel that maybe is a full pager. Maybe. It's page oh, 64. It is a full page, but they put a couple of panels over the bottom of it. And it's when it's when the undead birds of prey drop down, ready to attack Harley. And I think it looks really cool. And like Harley's in trouble. But you think she'll be in trouble? She should have been in trouble. Yeah, she should have been in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I really like that. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. All right, so for our episode-specific award, going with Best Alternate Universe Twist. And um, we keep we keep calling it out. I love that you use the same phrase that I used in my head. Green Canary. Yeah. I, 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 I love the idea of Black Canary becoming a Green Lantern. Uh, I thought that was a really cool idea, and something I, I, I didn't see coming. Yeah. So. I don't think they ever said, they never called her Green Canary. No, like, that's, just, that's just what I was... Yeah, I, me too. Yeah. Oh, Green Canary is a really good one. Yeah. My, my my craziest thing is alternate universe is I've talked about it several times, but how the Justice League has taken out like Batman and all them the, the Birds of Prey. It's the whole Bat family in the first issue, and then Superman, Wonder Woman, all of them attack Cyborg, can't leave the planet. It's, they're done. Like the, the, yeah. the, they had to run away. It was so bad. <laughs> After they five, the whole planet. Yeah. <laughs> like Justice League could not save the day. It's done. It's over. Bye bye. Like so that that alternate universe was like, oh my God, man, that's craziness. They took everybody out. Superman's resting in the sun. <laughs> Wonder Woman's not like I didn't just leave Paradise Island. I left the whole planet. Yeah. Now Wonder Woman got left behind. She she become one of them. So she she that's died. Right. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Flash, Wonder Woman, Superman. I'm thinking of Wonder Woman. Cyborg. So they're all done. Yeah, Wonder Girl. Yeah, she left. Yeah, yeah. I, I got, I got, I got twisted. Yeah. So it's, it, it's crazy. That's it, good. Just leave it. 
Yeah. None none of these were quite as good as Injustice when Superman put his whole fist through Joker's chest. Yeah. That that is the for my for for me that is the elsewhere elseworld like shock of all shocks. <laughs> yeah. And I don't see how they ever top it. I don't think they will. <laughs> Even the the picture of it is like man. Yeah. But there but there's some really cool stuff in here. But should deceased ever be made into a movie, they'll have to cast this thing. So we're gonna do it for them. Sam, who is your Damien Wayne? Oh, I don't know. Have you watched the Umbrella Academy on Netflix? <laughs> yes, I have. So we're, we're on the same page then? Yes. Number five, uh, <laughs> Gallagher. Yep. That, he's got the little attitude down and all. Like that's Perfect. That's, yeah. Okay. So we win. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a backup. That's just who he is. I'll show you later. I'm going to show you the rest of my pigs. But yeah, Aiden Gallagher. <laughs> All right, so for Green Canary, um, I'm go with Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, I can see it. She can do the snark, like, and and like, and also I was I, I my the first person I cast was Green Arrow, and so I was trying to find somebody I thought would work well off of him. So, yeah, I think Jennifer Lawrence is solid. I I, I thought she was the right answer though. I, I kept grasping. I don't think so. Didn't right. the right answers. So. Here's who I think should do it. It's Lauren German. I don't know if you've ever seen the show Lucifer. She plays a detective, uh, Chloe Decker, on that show. She, she's got the right attitude, the right kind of take charge every now and then. Uh, she l- really looks the part. Lauren German. I'm pulling her, I'm pulling her up now. She's done a lot of, a lot of horror stuff, looks like. A lot of TV work. She looks familiar. Yeah, I, I can see her doing it. I, for me, I think the problem was, is I feel like the right answer was Charlize Theron. I, and it's, she's probably too just, she's aged out of the role now. I think so, too. Yeah. I, I think I think I was just mad that I couldn't cast her for this. <laughs> you got time machine. <laughs> well, if, oh, I think I used it somewhere else. No, I didn't. That is, I'm changing it. That's my time machine pick. Charlize Theron is Black Canary. Green Canary. I really thought it, too. That, that's the right answer. But I, yeah. I agree. She's eight thousand. Okay, I'll let you have that one. That one's right. All right, boom. All right, Green Arrow. He go. Green Arrow. Charlie Hunnam. That's pretty good. He looks at. He has the same little beard. Yeah. That's that's Green Arrow. I, I can hundred percent see that. Kind of kind of like his like a a little bit of his King Arthur role that he yep. did. Kind of like a charming rogue type deal. Yeah, that's pretty good. Well, I went with Channing Tatum. You're just trying to cast him. <laughs> no, I, th- I think he'd be good for it. And I-, I still feel bad for the guy. He wanted to make that Gambit movie so bad. He wants to be in a superhero movie. He does. And he's too focused on Gambit. Let Gambit go and be something else. Yeah. I don't think he'd be a good Gambit, though. I don't either. I, I, I don't think he'd be a good I think he would actually, if he if he had to be an X Man, I think he'd be a better Cyclops than he would be a. Oh yeah. Than a Gambit. Um, not that the guy that did cast to be Gambit was very good. Um, we've all we've all we've all forgot Wolverine Origins though on purpose. Yes. Yeah. The best 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 left said. Um, best list. Whatever. Pretend I didn't say anything. All right. Um, I do have a great Lois Lane though. I think I do too. Oh, I think I may have won this one though. Mary Elizabeth Winstead. 
She's good. Think, think, think about the role she played on 10 Cloverfield Lane. I know. I, I was like, she's good. Yeah. And the way they draw, and like, way hair sounds stronger when he bothers to draw much of her face. I, I, I think he's, I mean, she kind of looks like the way they're drawing her here. Take that. Lacey Jones. That's good. I think I won this good. one. That is good. I'll give you that. That is good. I think I won that one. You can have it. <laughs> I'm okay. No, that, that is a good one. I like Felicity Jones. I think, I like I think she would be good for it, yeah. All right. Mr. Fantastic. There you go. B.B. Woodside. All right. I'm like he, he's not a guy from Lucifer. Okay, uh, I'll just keep Lucifer in my MVP. He's also from Suits, and he was in Bucky. My Wi-Fi is not cooperating. Okay. I don't think I've ever seen him in anything. Um, if you watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer, he was in it. Ah, my nerd card's about to take a hard demerit. I never watched Buffy. Okay. It's made for teenage girls. I think it was made for every nerd in the 90s. I don't think it was just teenage girls. And I was a teenager in the 90s, so... Yeah. Anyway... I actually like the movie a lot, though. The original movie with Christina Swanson yeah. and Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, yeah. It was good stuff. And Luke Perry pretending to be a teenager again. It's my favorite. He's probably like 38. Um, so, like, so my Mr. Fantastic is, to the shock of no one at all, Idris Elba. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think he'd be good at it. Because I, I, th- I think they're, they're, the way they're portraying him, and I don't know if it's true in the regular DC universe or not, but it seems like he's older than the rest of the characters. Like, he's sort of the old head yeah. who uh, who knows what's up and all that kind of jazz. So I thought Idris Elba has aged into that role now. Yeah. All right, I'm going to give my wild card, and then I'm dying to hear both of your crazy ones. Um, and I, I think you should say both of them. He, he Before pre-show, Sam said he had a couple of, had a, had a tie here. I, I want to hear both. So. I'm going for my wild card. I'm going Poison Ivy, and for the win, Jessica Chastain. You can't go wrong with that. Yeah, she'd kill it. <laughs> all right, give me your two, bro. All right, so I've got a new little thing I'm doing now. I'm getting people got speaking lines, but just like Animal's two, <laughs> I have a little little bit before they get killed off. So I thought I want to do that. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to flip. Oh, that was a cool scene too. That was a cool scene. For some reason or other, I kept hearing Nathan Fillion's voice. When he, he would speaking. be a really good Captain Adam. I think he would be a great Captain Adam. And if you like the side profile, kind of looks like him. I'm like, you know what? Nathan's the, the right answer for that one. Yeah. I, legit pick, Captain Adam, Nathan Fillion. It's even, he's even got his new haircut from Guardians 3. Yeah. I couldn't, get, I couldn't get past seeing that. As soon as I seen it, I wrote it down. Like, I don't know that's the right answer. I, I, I like that. Well, I, I've, I've wanted Nathan Fillion to be Hal Jordan for, like, forever. Yep, he's almost aged out of that one. Yeah, I think he has, probably. But, yeah, he'd be a good captain. Yeah. All right, what's your other All right, so this was just a funny one. It's on page 120, 121. He's Chaz. He's uh, uh, Constantine's driver. He's in there, like, two panels. He was just a zombie. He went, 
But uh, I wanted a British guy in there, pretty famous British actor. It's like Benedict Cumberbatch. Doctor Strange himself. <laughs> I thought it'd be hilarious to see you watching back. He jumps in, if you make a movie, and all of a sudden he just turns around and he's a zombie. And then he gets torched. It would be funny if like the Marvel guys like and they did cameos in the DC movies and the DC, you know, actors yep. did, did cameos in the Marvel movies. That that yeah. would I'd get a kick out of that. that that's fun. All right. I like it. All right. So that was that was our discussion on deceased. And next time it's going to be one of my picks. And this is available on Comicsology Unlimited, uh, DC Universe Infinite. I think that's the right name for the DC app. And I think it's in Hoopla too. Um, but it's Blue Beetle Volume One. Jaime Reyes, and it's the it's the very first volume. It's the origin story. I've read the first couple of pages, just getting a feel for it. And um, it's Keith Giffen. Um, Keith Giffen's good stuff. I mean, I, I, even even like the Keith Giffen stuff I've read that I haven't like loved. It's always interesting. He's always doing interesting things with his stories. And arts, <laughs> can't wait to hear your take on the art. Well, the arts, I think the arts pretty good. And uh, I've been kind of interested in the character ever since like the movie came out. And so like, I want to, I want to, I want to take some time to figure out who this guy is. So Blue Beetle volume one, Jaime Reyes. We'll see what's going on. All right. Well, I think we're done here. Salute. See ya. Later. Later.